0: Internet privacy is becoming more and more important these days, and using a VPN in general is the best way to ensure you've got it. An ExpressVPN has everything you'd ever want and need in a VPN, and more. I've tried other VPNs, but once I started using Express months ago, I've never looked back. ExpressVPN works on nearly every computer, tablet, and mobile device, and contains a huge network of servers, over 3,000 spanning 94 countries, with great speeds. You can use it to unblock popular online services like Netflix and Facebook, and they value your privacy more than anything. There are no activity or connection logs, and they use PWC audited servers to confirm compliance with their privacy policy. They are just fantastic, and I could not be more happy to be partnered with them. So if you are interested in trying it out, you can go to expressvpn.com slash clancypasta, or click the link in the description, for 3 months free when you order a 12 month subscription. Using my link, you get an awesome deal, and it helps me out a ton as well. Alright, so without further ado, here's the episode. Hello, hello everybody, I hope you are having a good evening, and welcome to another episode of Clancy Pasta. Tonight we have a couple of paranormal-related stories that uh, I think you guys are going to like. They're on the shorter side, but uh, they were pretty interesting. They're really, really fun. The first story of the night is about a guy and his friend who try out a paranormal game to try to contact any entities that could be around, and uh, things go a little awry. Uh, The the story is called The Card Game, The Scariest Moment of My Life, written by Davy Poof. And the second story is about a girl who buys a very cheap pair of headphones and, uh they turn out to have a bit of a problem. (laughs) I guess I should just leave it at that. Um, So the story is called Bought a Pair of Headphones at the Thrift Store. I Should Have Burned Them by Miss Living Zombie. So if you like these stories, make sure to check out the author's links in the description. And if you'd like to support this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you would go to the Patreon link in the description. And uh, for as little as $1 a month, you can get ad-free narrations... And uh, it just it helps out a lot and helps keep this podcast going. And so without further ado, I hope you all enjoy the first story of the night, The Card Game, The Scariest Moment of My Life, written by Davey Poof. When I was 18, I'm 20 now, my friend and I were watching horror films at my house. My parents weren't in, meaning we had the entire house to ourselves. I think we were watching Veronica. It's a Spanish horror film about a girl who does a Ouija board, like most horror films. The film ended, and we were left disappointed since it didn't scare us at all. I had recently seen a YouTube video about a game that allows you to talk to the dead, The game is called The Card Game. After showing this YouTube video to my friend, we decided that we would try it since we had the urge to be terrified. The game works like this. You set out cards randomly on the table, face down, then move your hand over the cards after asking a question until you feel something and decided to pick up the card your hand hovered over. A heart meant a yes, a spade meant a no, clubs maybe, and diamonds don't know. The idea is that whoever you're talking to will give your hand a sign when you hover over the right answer for whatever you ask. Obviously, the setup included a candle, the room to be dark, a salt circle, and some words. We finished setting up the game, put blankets over the windows to ensure that the room was dark enough, created a small salt circle around the candle, and randomly placed several cards onto the table. We started the game. We had to say, if there are any spirits here, we invite you to talk to us, three times while holding hands. After, we played rock, paper, scissors to see who would ask the first question. I lost and decided to ask, is there anyone here with us? I started moving my hand over the card slowly, focusing and waiting for a reaction. Then I felt a sudden warmth on my palm. I stopped picked up the card that was under my hand and it was a heart meaning yes we started to get excited because even though we were playing this game we were both non-believers and didn't think anything was going to happen the game continued and we were running out of questions that weren't sinister we both wanted something to happen and we knew that asking questions that could lead to something scary was how to do it I had noticed that a lot of the time we were playing this game, my friend was staring into the corner of the room behind him. Every so often, he would look and stare for a couple seconds, then look back at me. He told me that he felt like someone was standing in the corner of the room, which honestly scared the hell out of me. He asked, ''Are you behind me?'' and moved his hand over the cards. We only had about five cards left on the table. He picked up his card and it was a heart, a yes. We both stared silently at the corner of the room for a good ten minutes to be certain that there wasn't anyone standing there. I looked back to the cards and asked my question, Do you want to hurt us? I moved my hand over the remaining cards and felt nothing. I did it again and again, didn't feel any reaction. So, I asked again, Do you want to hurt us? And moved my hand. Finally, I felt a cold spike come from a card. My friend took his attention away from the corner of the room to see what the card I had picked meant. It was a heart. Suddenly, my friend stood up and told me to stop the game. Terrified, I jumped up and we ran around the room, pulling down the blankets and opening the blinds. We returned to the table and held hands and said goodbye to whatever we were talking to. We stayed silent for a moment to make sure we had finished the game. I asked my friend what happened, and he told me as soon as we saw the card, he felt a pain in his back, the back that was facing the corner of the room. He told of his t-shirt, and I couldn't believe it. I felt chills go down my spine. He had a scratch from his right shoulder down to the middle of his back. I took photos of his back to show him, and we were both extremely panicked. Then we looked at the table. The heart I had chosen to answer, Do you want to hurt us? was drenched in wax, but none of the remaining cards, only that one. The candle we had used was very small, and we definitely didn't hit or knock the candle over so there was no way that all that wax from such a small candle could have spilled and covered the card. After that experience, we said that we wouldn't play a game like that ever again. I think that was the scariest moment of my life. Bought a pair of headphones at the thrift store. I should have burned them. Written by Miss Living Zombie. It was the moment of truth. $5 thrift store headphones that are in suspiciously good condition and look like they could have easily been 20 times the price. Meet my phone. So far so good. The plug slides smoothly into my phone, Usually, plugging stuff in requires some aggressive stabbing on my part. Now, what to test these with. Classical music seems like a good option, with all of the different sounds and instruments. I pull up one of the two classical pieces I know, and press play. I've never been a huge fan of instrumentals myself, never really understood the point of music you can't quite sing along to. But this? This was different. I didn't just listen to the song. I felt it. Each note, each chord, each bow on the violin, they found a home in my chest. The stately march of the cellos, the mournful cries of the violin, the melodies and harmonies born from a dead man's thoughts, all weaving together into a tapestry of emotion, of music, and experience. For a moment, I didn't exist. It was just me and the music wrapping itself around my mind. So it began, my newfound appreciation for music. I was listening constantly, nothing had ever sounded so good before. Sure, it got a little staticky sometimes, but this was already so much more than I could have ever hoped for from a pair of second-hand headphones. Honestly, for $5, I was expecting them to be more than just a little screwed up. This was an absolute steal. As time went on, though, I started to notice things. Voices in the static. Was I losing it? Had to be. I'd heard of people's headphones picking up radio waves or whatever, but these weren't wireless. There was no way. I shrugged it off and decided to take a break from the headphones for a little while, best to let my ears breathe. At least that's what I told myself. I only lasted a couple of days, not because the headphones had some kind of strange, irresistible pull or anything. I just felt like a total prick playing music out loud. Those headphones were the only pair I had. I caved and grabbed them, then threw a dance party consisting of me, myself, and I. The static cut in and out of the music. I switched to an instrumental so I could hear it better. At first, I was only picking up the odd word, But soon I was able to make out entire phrases. The voices were inhuman, manic, and high pitched. They whispered like the breeze and flowed like water, raving and arguing among themselves. I turned up the volume. Now the music was almost painfully loud. Definitely not good for my ears, but I managed to make out an entire sentence. It was a completely nonsensical one, but still a sentence. The music stopped. Then the voices stopped. They spoke as one. She can hear us. I tried to tear off the headphones. I should have trashed them as soon as I started hearing voices, but curiosity is curiosity, you know? I couldn't get a grip on them. My hand just wouldn't comply. The music had stopped. Now all I could hear was them. Haven't had this much fun in ages. Peel the skin. Delicious. Buffoons. The task. The girl. They were cackling now, an ever-rising crescendo of maddening laughter reverberating throughout my skull. It was the most disturbing kind of laughter. It was laughter without joy or reason, cruel, empty tones that made for a pale distortion of the real thing. My heart hammered violently against the cage of my ribs. My stomach twisted itself into a hard, unyielding knot of pure dread. I wanted to run with every single fiber of my being, but I couldn't move anymore. They didn't want me to. My legs began to move on their own accord, though I tried my hardest to will them to stop. They carried me down the stairs, slowing briefly to allow my hands to snatch up my largest purse before taking me to the kitchen. I could only watch as my fingers curled themselves around the handle of a newly sharpened kitchen knife. Soon, I was outside of the house, walking down familiar streets, trying not to think of what the voices planned to do with that knife. Eventually, I ran out of sidewalk, which frankly wasn't unusual in this city. Just as I was making my way through an underpass, a man walked up to me. He was a tall, lanky man, sporting shaggy black hair and a well-worn hoodie. I tried uselessly to say something, to change the expression on my face, to do anything that might make that man cross the street or pass me by. He didn't. Instead, he stopped and opened his mouth. Any chance you've got a light on you? My legs stopped moving, and a hollow, twisted version of my voice escaped my lips, Sure thing, just give me a moment. My fingers grasped at the knife handle. I took a step towards the man, and as if by some sick joke, music drifted into my ears. It was an old love song. On any other occasion, that song would have made me do a blundering imitation of the waltz, feeling nostalgic for an era that had ended before my own birth. Now it was just sickening to hear. My hands quickly jerked the knife out of my purse. The man barely had time to react, and it didn't matter. All of my weight went into that strike. He was knocked bodily over, and I felt my knife pierce the soft flesh of his stomach. I felt the force of the blow travel up my arm, the warm, sticky blood pouring from his wound. He started yelling, pleading for his life, trying to push me off, anything that might increase his chances of walking away from this. He just wanted to go home. He just wanted to live. I tried to stop my arm as I prepared to deliver another blow. I really did. But it was pointless. I stabbed him. No, they stabbed him over and over again. They kept going even after he was surely dead. The voices were laughing again. They didn't even let me close my eyes. At least they let me cry. Hot tears dripped down my face and onto a stranger's corpse. I never should have bought those headphones. After all, there had to be something wrong with a pair of $5 headphones.